Portland is home to one of the largest comic book and graphic novel communities in the nation. And I'm not just talking about fans. I'm talking about writers, artists, publishers, like the actual creators. So with the city's biggest comics convention underway this weekend, today on CityCast Portland, we're talking with Lauren Dabb of Left Field Media, which produces the Rose City Comic Con, and Eisner Award-winning Portland comic book writer Kelly Sue DeConnick. Among many other titles, Kelly Sue is behind the most modern iterations of Captain Marvel and the award-winning Wonder Woman Historia series. Her writing influenced the story foundation for the 2019 Captain Marvel movie. You guys, I'm just going to say it. The only reason Carol Danvers is cool now is because of Kelly Sue DeConnick. They're both here to tell us why Portland's comic book community is so unique and why we shouldn't be sleeping on this weekend's Rose City Comic Con. It's Thursday, September 21st. I'm Claudia Meza, and this is what Portland's talking about. dinosaur is that oh my gosh yeah lauren is that yours i don't know i don't have a dinosaur do you have a pterodactyl just waiting outside (laughs) waiting for this interview to be over are you hearing a bird yeah yeah oh my gosh yeah it's a bird outside sorry that's okay also maybe in danger oh yeah totally (laughs) (laughs) thanks for checking in on me (laughs) you know i feel like portland has a pretty large comic book scene, not just fans, but creators. Do you guys have any insight on why? Like, why Portland? Yeah. I think it's a matter of what came first, the chicken or the egg, but there's also tons of publishers in Portland. And so I don't know if that's what drove the creators or if the creators drove the publishers, but, yeah, you know, um, it's a very creative city to begin with, I think. And so maybe they just all landed in that spot or you know I'm not sure who came first well we moved here about 13 14 years ago and Mm -hmm. shortly after we'd moved in we went to an event that was a live reading of Will Eisner's Vietnam comics it was on a Thursday night downstairs in a bar and it was standing room only we're like okay clearly we have found our people You know, Lauren, you work with a Rose City Comic Con, which I should note is a CityCast advertiser. Kelly Sue, you know, I can only imagine how many conventions you've been all over the world. Is there anything different about Rose City Comic Con? I feel like I'm just asking you guys to tell Portland that they're pretty over and over again. I love Portland. We can tell Portland they're pretty. Portland's beautiful. Are you kidding me? (laughs) And as far as Rose City Comic Con goes... It's the hometown show, you know? You are, the hometown show is mm-hmm. always special. Like all your friends that come in, you feel this obligation to kind of host a little bit, you know? And, mm-hmm. and Ron was incredibly welcoming to our family when we did the show when, with him. He always made us feel like it was this very relaxed, casual yeah, like, like, like it was something that was happening in our backyard. Yeah. Who's Ron? Lovely. Ron Brister. He's the founder. Yep. He's the founder of, of Rose Comic Con. All right. Just so yeah. we're all on the same page. Yeah. Because I'm yeah. sure there's a lot of people listening and they're like, who's this Ron? Yeah. Yeah. So, and Ron's son was the one that said to him, why don't we have a Comic Con in Portland? So Ron was like, well, we're going to make one. Ron, um still around. He'll be at the show. And I bet you a lot of people have heard his name from this industry. 
Yeah, I, I'm, I'm assuming. I'm going to be very honest. I'm going to show my cards here. I've personally never been to a Comic-Con. My comic book, oh. like, you know, learnings, it's mainly Love and Rockets and, like, old tank girls and, like, a smattering of anime. Um, but compared to the fervor of, like, actual comic book nerds, I feel like a tourist in that world. Child, um, don't throw down Love and Rockets <laughs> and old tank girl and pretend like you're not throwing cred. Like, <laughs> that's all I have, though. <laughs> I don't know much about anything else. Like, it was so niche, like, what I learned, you know? Because uh, I grew up in L.A., and that is... If you grew up in East L.A. and you were in, into punk, like, somebody just gave you a love in Rocket, you know? Yes. Um, so... For the uninitiated like me, like, what should one expect at Rose City Comic Con? Like, what? We welcome you back anytime. <laughs> All right? Yes. Do you need to come this year? Um, and I, I think that's, a, that's maybe an important point to hit, that there's no test. Like, nobody is going to challenge your comics knowledge. If they do, you come get me. And I will <laughs> handle that for you. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, That's great. I'm going to be like, you know what? Kelly yeah. Suit said that this was fine. Look, this I got you. Enough. I am terrifying. I promise. <laughs> um, if you haven't read a comic in 20 years, if you've never read a comic, you are welcome. We can find the comic for you. There is a comic for you. Um, you know, comics are a medium, not a genre. So mm-hmm. it's it, saying like, you know, I don't, I don't think I like comics. It's like saying, mm, I don't think I like music. You know, mm-hmm. you, you probably like music. Maybe you don't like the music that is on the radio station that your mom plays in the car. Um, but there is probably some music out there that is for you. And a comic convention is a really great place to get a sampling of everything that's available. It's a great place to meet other people, to see creators, to pick up like gifts. There's a lot of fun stuff, but uh, honestly, finding you your local comic book store where there will be someone there who can concierge for you, who can like, mm-hmm. ah, you know you, you know, you need a comic book sommelier, right? Somebody who's like, oh, <laughs> I understand. You like dry and red. Let me take you to our dry and <laughs> yeah. red section. You right, know? right. Uh, well, what about comic me? comic book sommelier. I'm writing that down. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Like, what would you guys recommend for me, Kelly, Sue, and Lauren? You've heard my background. It's not that robust. Okay, so we have an embarrassment of riches for good comic shops here in Portland. Like, it is obscene how lucky we are. I'm going to recommend books with pictures that Katie Porter runs. But honestly, Rose City is incredible. Excalibur is very good. Uh, uh, Cosmic Monkey is fantastic. Like, you kind of can't go wrong. You know, punks didn't stop making comics. You might be really into some of the zines that are stocked at Floating World, which is a great comic shop for your kind of L.A. background. Floating World might be very much your jam. I also would say you should come to our drink and draw because I think that when I first started working on this show, that was like, that event was so much fun. It was so cool. It just, like, you got to hang out with creators and do some of your own drawing. It's a really fun event to network with other people. So people can, like, at the convention, drink, I'm assuming, alcohol? 
Yeah, so we do it at Spirit of 77. It's on Friday night, and um, there's a charity aspect to it. Obviously, there's drinking and eating. But, you know, a lot of that time at the event is just hanging out with the person next to you and connecting over the the drawings that are happening. And um, so, you know, it's it's stuff like that that gives it that hometown feel where, you know, you could be sitting next to your creator right there. That's pretty cool. Yeah. All right, well, let's take a quick break here. And when we come back, some free writing advice from Kelly Sue DeConnick. You know, Kelly Sue, you started the uh, hashtag visible women movement on Twitter uh, to disabuse folks of the notion that women uh, comic artists are rare and to get eyes on set artists and to get them work. This was just a quote. I think that's pretty much what you wrote. <laughs> so yes. do you feel like Portland's comic community is more welcoming to diverse writers and artists? Or do you think we're still kind of in like an old nerdy boys club? The first time I did a women in comics or I think it was the women of Marvel panel at New York City Comic Con. I think I was the only creative on that panel, a quote unquote creative. Now, every I will make the argument to my dying day that every job is creative and every person who says they're not creative is wrong. But um, the last time I did the New York City Comic Con uh, women of Marvel panel, Mm-hmm. There were so many people on this, the dais, there was literally no place for me to sit. I sat on the edge of the stage. And I had to, like, take a minute and call attention to that. And say, like, you know, look at this. Look at the, this, where we've come in just that far. And I want to recognize that. And I want people all along the gender spectrum and, of, you know, any marginalized identity to know that your voice is important and your voice is welcome and your story matters. Um, But at the same time that I want to say, look how far we've come and to recognize that progress and to make sure that everyone knows that if you want to make comics, you have allies. Like We will help Mm. you. If you want to read comics, we will help you. You are welcome. I also don't want to pretend that like, oh, no, we're done. You know, <laughs> y'all, <laughs> yeah. y- y'all sit down. Like, y- you know, pr- progress is is fantastic. But no, we're not there yet. We have come a long way in terms of uh, superhero comics being the dominant genre. Um, there are comics for all ages and all interests out there in the United States now, much more diverse options. I don't mean diverse just in the sense of of representation. I mean, just diverse in the sense of genre, right? And by the way, I don't know if Rose City tracks this or not, but the last stats that I heard for con attendance overall were that uh, women were more than 50% of con attendance. So so this idea that, you know, that it's this overwhelmingly male space where you may not be welcome and you're going to like need to come in with your fists up. That's just not accurate at all. You know, women have always been at the forefront of fan communities and organization. Always, always, always going back to the fifties. You know, there was a comic magazine in 
the 30s to the 50s, I believe, and it was called Calling All Girls, and it had a circulation of half a million a month. Okay, so women have always read comics. There was a period in the 80s and 90s where the dominant genre in this country was being used through targeted marketing to sell toys that were marketed to boys. But that period has somehow dominated the perception of comics in the 30 years since. Mm -hmm. And that's crazy to me. So all of the women in our comics community that's not a revolution. It's a restoration. Oh, I like that. I wanted to bring this up just because I, I find this entire concept hilarious. But could you explain the sexy lamp theory, the test that is is Bechtel adjacent? Yeah. You know, my producers, they do prep and they tell me and they put little things that I'm like, uh-huh. oh, this is interesting. And all they were it was just like sexy lamp test and you know, and just a, a bit of a blurb. I'm like, I'm sorry, but I need to hear this from her because this sounds amazing. <laughs> like, okay. what? So I want to be clear here that I said this as a joke um, okay. and it has gotten legs and, uh, and no that's, pun intended. Yes. And that is, <laughs> that is absolutely fine. But, um, you know, it's, it is not, my intention to be the art cop, but there was a period where I was frequently asked by young creators, in particular young male creators, about uh, how to write strong female characters. And the question, though well-intentioned, is a little heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, because it puts you in a position of having to explain your humanity to someone. Mm -hmm. So my perhaps tough love initial response to that was to reply, pretend we're people, which I would get called out for being mean to someone who had a well-intentioned question. But I think if your well-intentioned question diminishes my humanity, maybe you need to be embarrassed a little bit and you'll remember next time. So then I, I, somebody asked me about the Bechtel test and, okay, so the Bechtel test for anybody who's not familiar, it comes from an Alison Bechtel book and uh, it's, are there two female characters, are there two named female characters? Do they speak to one another and is it about something besides a man? All right, something other Mm -hmm. than a man. So my snarky remark was that I thought the Bechtel test was maybe a little advanced for us in comics at the time. <laughs> and, uh, and my advice to, and, and this wasn't about consumption, this was about creation. So my advice to mm-hmm. a young writer was, if, if you can replace a female character with a sexy lamp and your plot still functions, uh, then you're a fucking hack. Um, so, and, and really the point I was trying to make was not judging other people's work, but rather a tool for a writer to use to examine whether their characters had internal lives or whether those characters were literal objects. Like, mm-hmm. right, if that character is a reward uh, for a male character, 
waiting at the end of their adventure, then you can replace them with a lamp and it still works. Um, if, you know, if, if, oh my gosh, this is the big one you see in comics. Oh my gosh, that guy broke my lamp. And now I'm going to spend the rest of my life avenging that lamp, you know, like, yeah, yeah. That, then, then, then that character had no internal life. This would be a good point to mention that I'm going to be doing a script writing workshop. Lauren, I saw you hey, smiling. Yes. Well, I, I was just going to say, now don't we all just want to go listen to Kelly Sue the whole weekend <laughs> next week or this weekend? Like every panel you go to, I just want to go listen to you. For sure. <laughs> yeah. So, so let's talk about what's actually happening at Comic-Con. Like uh, Kelly Sue is, is doing a script workshop or a, yeah, it's a, a, a speech. It's an hour and a half long workshop. So I cannot... I, I think the original copy for it was like, you're just going to teach you everything you need to know about writing comics. I'm like, in an hour and a half, I'm not. But but in an hour and a half, I can give you the basics. I can give you a place to start. I can answer some of your questions. And most importantly, I can give you permission. Like, I think there are people who think that they need someone else's permission to do the thing, Right. You don't. You really, really don't. If you're listening to this and you want to make comics, I give you my permission to make comics. Um, you don't have to even come to the workshop. It's okay. Um, but if you need to hear it in real life, if you need me to look you in the eyes and tell you that your voice matters and that your story is important, I'll do it. I'm there. If there are people who are already involved in script writing and have some craft questions, I'll do my best to address those from my experience. But we can get you started or we can maybe try to address a, a, a hump or two that you may have encountered. Yeah. And then and then you also have a, um, a highlight on the main stage on Sunday. Yes, which I'm super nervous about. Your panel is such a great example of Rose City Comic Con and how... I mean, the fact that whole panel is because you are there in Portland and you came and you said, I, I want to do this panel. And and so we have like every person that worked on that book coming, right? Like what a cool, unique meeting. Tell me about this panel. Okay, so uh, we have everybody except the colorists. So the book is Wonder Woman Historia the Amazons, which books one, two, and three are out now in a collection. This is a story that reimagines the history of the Amazons and the birth of Wonder Woman. The original concept was to go from the, the conception of the Amazons to the moment Steve Trevor lands on the beach, which is, which is the inciting incident for where the Wonder Woman story traditionally begins. But me being me, I am irritated by the fact that, you know, the biggest feminist icon in fiction of the 20th century the inciting incident in her story is a dude that bugs me. So we're going to give the backstory centering the women and we're going to stop where the story usually starts. Um, and we have a, a little twist figured for that too, which I'm really excited about. But anyway, we were talking to Mimi Chan, who uh, is a podcaster and a activist uh, and a literal Kung Fu master. She uh, is Kung Fu master and teacher who served as the physical model for Mulan, for Disney's uh, animated Whoa. Mulan. She did all the Kung Fu. Um, so I actually met her at Rose City, like, I think in 2018. And she had interviewed myself, 
And each of my co-creators, the three artists that worked on the, the first three books of the series, and she asked one of them, have you guys gotten together to do like a debrief on this? And Jean was like, no, we, we actually haven't been in the same space because of the pandemic and everything. She was like, oh yeah, you should do that. You should do that at Rose City. And of course. <laughs> if you are a collector, you can come and you can get your Eisner award-winning book signed by a healthy portion of the creators in one sitting, which is pretty impressive. Um, and if you are not a collector and you just want to be there for the experience, we have a lot of fun things planned. I am not a person who likes talking head panels. If you're going to come to a live event, we're going to give you a live event. So um, we are going to begin the panel by having all of our Historia enthusiasts and all of our warrior cosplayers do a warrior walk around the convention center and we're going to march in to the panel room and we're going to start with that parade coming in and That's so cool. <laughs> I've got all kinds of prizes and giveaways and Mimi is going to be our moderator and it's just going to be a whole whole lot of fun is there one more that you could recommend one more thing Lauren um so shifting a little bit away from the comic you know, the comic book fo focus and the creators, but um, our, our headliner this year is Zoe Saldana. So we are super, super excited to have her come to Rose City. Um, you know, she doesn't go come to many cons, um, so it's a really special thing for our fans to be able to get to meet her. So that will be great. And then the other thing I wanted to mention is something new we have this year. Um, we're calling it the weird stage. And, you know, I, I think it just speaks again to like, Portland and the creativity in Portland. Um, it's got stuff like a reverse made cafe or a fashion show, um, you know, just like things that you don't maybe normally see at a Comic-Con. Um, and then we're, this stage lives in the Oregon Ballroom, which is also our Voodoo Ranger beer garden. So that, that'll be a really cool, fun place to go. And like I said, like there's just something for everybody. Um, you know, the junior area, we've got this huge rock climbing wall that Trackers Earth brings. There's tabletop gaming, video gaming, like. Rose City's always been super supportive of non-traditional ideas. Like a couple years ago, I did a panel where we played children's games and like improv games. And, you know, it was really about getting people on their feet because it's, it's, one of my core beliefs that that we think with our bodies and that to open up access to that creativity that we all have that we we need to give ourselves permission to live in our body and move our bodies and and take up space and then like phil lamar stopped by which was really cool too like we just have like one of the coolest actors in america just Happened to come hang with us for a little bit. That's so cool. Yeah, it was really I'm great. feeling like I, I'm getting uh, more and more convinced to stop by because I've never been. Can I ask you a really dumb question for a newbie? Of course. Do you get shamed if you don't go and cosplay? Like, is that a, something no. you have to do or is that oh, just... No. No. no, okay. No, no. There's no rules. I can't emphasize enough how, like, there's no test. 
Like, it's okay. If you don't want to. I love how earnest you you guys are so earnest and I love it. No, it's true. It's 100% (laughs) true. Like, I I think that that's, you know, this just like idea sometimes that that folks have that they're, here's the, the secret, okay? So come in close. I'm coming in close. All right, here's the thing. Nerds are people who love a thing a lot. And when they love a thing a lot, they want to tell you about it. They don't require that you know anything about it. In fact, it's better if you don't, because then (laughs) they can indoctrinate you with their preferences. Also, let me just nerd out a little bit here and say that comics are the oldest written storytelling form in humanity's history, okay? The cave paintings of Lascaux, they they express action across time in sequential images. That's the literal definition of comics, okay? So human beings have been making comics since at least 44,000 years ago, okay? It is very super easy for us to absorb. It's very powerful. It's really easy to remember things that you read in comics because they're speaking to you in both channels, words and pictures, right? Um, Mm -hmm. But you don't have to have words for it to be comics. And so they can cross boundaries of different languages. Um, They're incredibly, incredibly powerful. And so what you've got here is a community of people who are devoted to a storytelling medium that it comes within a couple thousand years of predating human speech, okay? And so people love this stuff. We really, really love it. And when we love it, we don't want to just keep it all to ourselves. We want other people to love it with us. And so, you know, the only people that gatekeep this stuff are people who are insecure about their own qualifications. And we wish those people well on their journey, and if they get in your way, you come get me. But other than that, this. the rest of us <laughs> want you to be a part. And we want you to feel welcome. And you're going to find everybody's going to be really excited to tell you about what they do. Could I ask uh, both of you one last question before we wrap up? Yeah. Um, have either of you done cosplay? I wish I had Kelly Sue's hair. Um, so I like to wear colorful wigs. Uh-huh. But working the event, I don't, you know, we're usually in staff shirts. So I guess I cosplay as like a staff member. There you go. <laughs> nice. We're like, wow, she's killing that. She is nailing that lanyard and all. Is yeah, that a walkie-talkie? Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, you literally just described my cosplay. <laughs> what about you, Kelly Sue? Um, I am big into costumes for everything except comic conventions. and comic conventions, <laughs> I pretty much cosplay as myself. Um, but I am helping my daughter build an Artemis cosplay that she will Ooh. be debuting on Sunday. Artemis is the the goddess of all the wild things, and so so the Amazons kind of oh that's some so part cool. of the Amazons all fall under her 
Dominion, and so she'll be hand, handing out the bracelets for me at the Sunday convention um, as Artemis, which I'm really excited about. And actually, Phil uh, based his design for Artemis on my daughter, too. Uh, so that's kind of... Oh, really? Yeah. So oh, that's so cool. That's, that's pretty... Oh, that's so cool. That's pretty fun for her. But yeah, if I did my whole... I, I do big costumes, though. Like, so I, I, I built a big headpiece and went as the weirwood tree one year uh, from Game of Thrones and like got eye blood. So my... Where do you wear that? Um, that was to a birthday party. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. I'm like, how am I missing this? I want to see this. I know. You're, I'm like, you just told us you don't dress up and you're like, no, at comic conventions. No. Every day no. though. No, That's for, a different for, story. Oh, I will share with you. I know. Costumes. I am super big into costumes. Tallulah and I even... During the pandemic, we did uh, Coraline and Other Mother. Like our family motto is that that we don't half ass; we are whole ass people. Um, <laughs> so we put our whole asses into these costumes. I did a, a Westworld birthday party one year, and so I went as the the white buffalo from the opening credits. And oh wow! So I did built a whole thing. So I was bent over and like walking on all fours. And- <laughs> That's so much dedication. Yeah. That, I should say that is a whole that ass for whole sure. ass. Yeah. Put your yeah. whole ass yeah. in it. <laughs> well, Lauren and Kelly Sue, thank you so much for spending so much time with us. And uh, what I'm hearing is, you know, you guys, if this is your first time at Rose City Comic Con and anyone gives you lip, Kelly Sue will beat them up. I got you. No, I won't. I won't. I won't beat them up, but I will hurt their feelings so bad they will walk with a limp. <laughs> walk with a limp. Um, and thank you so much to Lauren's uh, flock of birds for, yeah, I was saying, for I, just hanging I, out. I was a little worried the pterodactyls, you could hear them. So hopefully, you know. <laughs> Lauren is now going to just be carried away. She's just, they're just waiting <laughs> for her now. Goodbye, yeah. Lauren. See you at Comic-Con. My pterodactyls are here. <laughs> and now for your microdose of news. You just heard about the Rose City Comic-Con, but there are some other cool events happening this weekend. For one, Forest Park is turning 75. You can help celebrate the anniversary this Saturday, starting at 8.30 a.m. at the Lower McClay Trailhead. No worries if that's too early. There's plenty of other things to do, including an after party starting at a more reasonable 12.30 p.m. It's free, but registration for some activities might be required. You can also see Indiana Jones' Raiders of the Lost Ark in concert at the Arlene Schnitzer Hall. It's a fun way to hear John Williams' epic score live. I've been to the Oregon Symphony's film series, and I can attest that they're pretty great. And if you're looking for something to do tonight, OMSI is hosting a custom light show set to the music of synth pioneer Mort Garson. Now, he's the genius behind Mother Earth's Plantasia, which, in my opinion, is one of the greatest smoke-powered concept albums of all time. And if you want even more local news and events, sign up for our daily newsletter, Hey Portland. We'll throw a link in the show notes. That's all for today here on CityCast Portland. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with a friend, rate, or leave us a good review. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more from around the city. Until then, see you at Slim's. <laughs>